Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on where you are listening from. I'm Dylan. And I'm Mickey. This is the Last Minute Podcast with Dylan and Mickey. Today is Tuesday, March the 12th, 2019. Dylan, are you with me? Hey, I'm here. Hey, buddy, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing okay. Feeling any better? I know you had a headache. I didn't know if you got any better or not. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Pretty bad migraine this morning, but it's eased off a little bit. That's good. That's good. So what all did you get into today? Just resting and getting chilled out or what? Yeah, pretty much had a bunch of stuff to get done today. A lot of errands to run. Fun, fun. Yeah, today was kind of a crazy day for me. Um, I got a lot done, but man, it was, it's been nonstop, nonstop. So it's one of those days where you're like, is the day ever going to end? But it's good because I got a lot of done and, and I was very productive. So oh, that's good. It's always good when you get a lot done. It's those days that you do a ton of stuff, but nothing gets done. That's not any good. Yep. So let me tell you something funny that happened to me today. I was driving, uh, you know, on Greenwood Drive where I live. Uh, yeah. I was driving down the work road toward Jump City, and I see these cars ahead of me slowing down for some odd reason. I have no idea why they're slowing down. Anyways, there's two of them. They slow down. They come to complete stop. It was two SUVs, um, and they start blowing their horn, and I was like, what are these guys or gals doing? And uh, anyways, the first one passes whatever's in the road. The second one stops completely for just like a second and then he just i guess they got mad and they went around and then it turns out as soon as i get up to where they were at there's this old raccoon sitting in the middle of the road just chilling out <laughs> i mean he's just he or she i don't know what it was i don't know how you tell the sex of a raccoon and let me mind you i don't want to find out because the raccoons are very mean animals um but anyways, I got up to uh, the raccoon and I put my emergency blinkers on and sat there, blew my horn at it for like three minutes straight, trying to get it to move out of the road. All it would do was like turn around and spin its head at me and just look at me when I was blowing the horn. It absolutely did nothing besides just turn its head around and just look at me like, dude, I'm chilling out here. What do you want? <laughs> so by this time, there's another car on the other side of the road. He got or she has her blinkers on and she literally physically parks right beside of the raccoon, gets out of the car, goes right to the raccoon, and was like, Nobody move. And I'm like, No, you don't do that with the raccoon. You don't think that thing's rabid. So, anyways, me being the man, I figured that I had to get out of the car. So I got out of the car and I went to the ditch line and I got like a 12 foot tree branch. And I was like, Watch out, and I'll get this out of the road that way we can get going. And I moved the raccoon out of the road without the raccoon doing anything other than biting the twig. So all he was doing was biting the twig. So long story short, about an hour and a half later, after I got this thing moved out of the road, I was on the way back home. And now the raccoon's on the other side of the road in the ditch line, just chilling out, looking at the traffic. I don't know if he was rabid. I don't know if he was hurt. I don't know what was wrong. There was no blood or anything around, uh, uh, this raccoon and i mean he couldn't really walk or he was just really lazy or something i don't know what was going on so yeah chances are he was probably rabid because most raccoons are nocturnal and if they're out gallivanting around in the daytime and especially if he's hanging around that same area they're kind of disoriented 
That's usually a telltale sign that they're rabid. Yeah, I, I know that they're crazy. Raccoons are crazy, and they will attack you in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, so with this being said, I wanted to go into this because I went and did a little bit of study on raccoons because I wanted that was interesting. I was intrigued. Did you know that raccoons see with their hands? I did not know that. <laughs> I didn't know that either. That's pretty freaking neat, though. Yeah, so according to mentalfloss.com, while most animals use either sight, sound, or smell to hunt, raccoons rely on their sense of touch to locate goodies that's right they want to touch it so the same reason they have the little black mask that looks like a little robber mask is because they're like thieves their front paws are incredibly dexterous and they can contain roughly four times more sensory receptors than their back paws about the same ratio that human hands to feet uh, this allows them to differentiate their self between objects without seeing them, which is crucial when feeding at nighttime. So there's why you said they're always out at night. I didn't even really, I didn't even know that about raccoons. I didn't mm-hmm. know they were always out at nighttime. They, they wash all their food before they eat it too. Huh. Didn't know that. So raccoons can heighten their sense of touch through something called douching. To humans, this can look like the animals are washing in the food. Hey, that's what you were talking about. But what they're really doing is wetting their paws to stimulate their nerve endings. Like light to human eyes, water on a raccoon's hands gives it more sensory information to work with, allowing it to feel more than it already would have otherwise. Well, Hmm. now you know they're not washing their food. They're actually wetting it so they can figure out what it is. That's interesting. (laughs) I still like to think they're washing their food because it's pretty cool to watch. Well, now me and you both know two interesting facts. We know that they see with their hands and they don't wash their food. They actually do that to heighten their sense. Hmm. That's interesting. So that is very interesting. So I just thought that was a pretty good little story, and I, I hope that little raccoon is okay. I mean, I don't know if he's a rabbit. He didn't have any foam out of his mouth or anything like that. So I don't know. I just I, I text one of my friends who's a cop, and he said, just leave it alone. Um, so that's what I did. I left it alone. Um, but, yeah, it's not yeah. good when a raccoon's out walking around in the middle of the day yeah he wasn't having it he was not moving at all for anyone so um but well dylan i think it's that time buddy i think it's that time that we get these interesting facts from you oh are they good some good ones they're they're pretty good today they come from buzzfeed.com today i love getting these facts so let's, let's hear it so at almost any Super Bowl party or Christmas party or any kind of party you go to that people bring food there's always usually a german chocolate cake they're really good too and for the longest time i always thought it was because they were invented in germany but the german chocolate cake is named after a guy named sam german not the country really yep i always thought it was i always thought it was a german like i did too i never went to germany i was gonna go looking for a german chocolate cake in actual germany huh so it's because some guy named sam german yeah well okay i had never knew that well now you know that so I do. <laughs> and as paul harvey said now you know the rest of the story please yep. don't sue me for saying that people <laughs> <laughs> okay we'll move on to number two so they forget that <laughs> this this will help you uh, with your uh, little story of raccoons make you might maybe feel a little bit better don't have anything to do with the raccoons but it'll make you feel warm and fuzzy inside okay there is an island in Japan you can visit that is inhabited only by friendly bunnies. <laughs> so you will not be attacked by any bunnies. And they're all friendly, huh? Yeah. 
I've, well, I wouldn't say I knew angry bunnies, but I've seen a lot of bunnies around here and they're not, like not angry, but you can't really get too close to them either. About 10 years ago, me and the wife and uh, our good friends, Jason and Rachel Miller, uh, we, we, we went to St. Thomas, if you recall. And uh, I do. while we were there, there was iguanas everywhere. I mean, it was just iguana paradise. And I'm guessing because that's where iguanas are from, for one. And for two, that's what happens when you go to a tropical island. So anyways, while we're there, there's just, like I said, there's iguanas everywhere. And uh, we were walking, going to, I believe it was Megan's Bay, which is a really, really nice beach. And there was a raccoon, or not a raccoon, sorry, a dang raccoon still on mine. There was an iguana in a tree, and he literally jumped right at us. Those little things are mean, dude. Have you ever messed with iguanas? I haven't, but uh, Stephen, his girlfriend has, I think it's an iguana. Yeah, they're mean. You can like, their tails will pull off and stuff, and I think they grow back and everything. Yeah. So, uh, But yeah, anyways, that place was totally full of iguanas. And uh, not to get off your facts thing or anything, but we ended up letting one into the, the villa that we were staying in. And it stayed with us the whole time because we couldn't catch it. So I hmm. was terrified the entire time. <laughs> well it probably kept the bugs away from me because they, they eat a lot of bugs yeah so all right number three what's number three? number three number three as you're driving through the lovely city of johnson city here in east tennessee do you usually see more mcdonald's or more public libraries more mcdonald's that's what anyone would think but there are actually more public libraries in the u.s than there are mcdonald's really yeah i would have never guessed that I would have never guessed that either. I mean, I only know of three in this entire area where we live. Yeah. I guess collectively nationwide, there are more public libraries than McDonald's. They may be taken into, uh, well, I guess that kind of makes sense. That, that libraries makes, and everything too. Well, yeah, that probably makes sense. Cause I mean, every city has got a library basically. Yeah. Well, every, every city's not going to have a McDonald's. So no, but most have like at least two McDonald's. <laughs> most that we know of, Dylan. Yeah. Well, you know, Midwest, maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Does Irwin have a library? Er, yeah, Irwin has a library. Okay, so there's a little bit. They have city. two McDonald's. Do they really have two McDonald's? Yeah, they've got the one as you go in, and they've got one in the Walmart. Huh? How about that? Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, and for those people are, that do not live where we live, I'm sorry, because you're going to be totally confused on what we're talking about right now. And, and if you are if you are from Irwin and there's more than two McDonald's in Irwin, comment on our Facebook post when we post this uh, podcast. Hey, speaking of that, we actually did a survey uh, the other day on our um, Facebook page, and we'll see what the results was so far. It was, would you rather drink Pepsi products or would you rather drink Coca-Cola products? And let's see what people are at as of right now. Wow. So we have 16 votes and 75% of the people that have voted said that they would rather drink Coke products than Pepsi products. So 75, 25, 25% said Pepsi, 12% or 12 of them said uh, Coke. So 75% said Coke. So it's like a three quarter ratio saying I'm drinking Coke, not Pepsi. I wonder what the national average on is. I'm sure somebody's done a survey. I, I bet it's pretty close. It's pretty interesting to know that. And I yeah. actually gave uh, I gave Dylan a little uh, 
Golden Nugget earlier today and told him who owned Pepsi or what Pepsi owned rather. So, yeah, you know, interesting. So, yeah. Pepsi, if you don't know, owns Taco Bell. Uh, it's actually called, what is it? The Yum Corporation? Yum. Yum brand. Yum brand. Yum brand is part of Pepsi and they own KFC, Taco Bell and Pizza Hut. And up until what? 2011, they own Long John Silver's and A&W? and w yep. Yep. So there's an interesting fact, too. So that's why when you go to, like, Burger King or any of the other fast food restaurants, you always have Coke products because they're not owned by Pepsi. At least that's the way I understand it. So I wonder if that has any anything to do with the reason that these percentages are so high on Coke. Maybe. I was reading a thing here. It said, uh, started out as Tricon Global Restaurants, which was a subsidiary of PepsiCo until the spinoff in 1997. Tricon owned Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, and KFC. It acquired seafood chains Long John Silver's and root beer chain A&W Restaurants in 2002. The company changed its name to Yum. Huh. So evidently that? Pepsi changed the name of the company they acquired to Yum. Way to go, Pepsi. Well, you know, I do like Pizza Hut, and I do like Taco Bell, and I and sadly say I, I like the other one as well. So yeah. I like them. I don't really frequent them that often, but yeah, probably Taco Bell more than any of them. Yeah. So, well, I'm sorry to get rabbit holed away, so go ahead and finish up the number five. Or number this four, one's, actually. Number this, four. this one's really interesting. It's uh, one of those crazy things. A writer predicted how the Titanic would sink in 1893, 13 years before it was even built. Really? So a writer predicted how the Titanic would sink in, did you say 1893? 1893. Okay. Well, that is crazy. I'll have to look more into that. Maybe post some links on our Facebook page with some links to these interesting facts huh What's and then i think finishing off these facts and I, I believe this will segue really well into our interview with miss mary ellen miller marketing mail but a female architecture student prevented a manhattan skyscraper from collapsing in the 1970s when she caught a massive design flaw this student's name was diane hartley huh. yeah i was telling uh, somebody I guess it was you earlier when you was talking about maybe mentioning this, um, that I watched a episode, I think it was supersized disasters on Netflix or something like that of what this building could have, it's the city corp center in New York city is what it is. Uh, and it's basically a 50, I want was it 54 or 59 stories? 59 stories, I believe. Yeah. 59 stories. And the bottom nine stories are actually on stilts above the St. Peter's church. Uh, so, Basically, from what I read and what I saw on TV was St. Peter's Church gave them the land and said, hey, you can have this land and do what you want. You have to leave the church untouched. So what they did was they ended up putting it on stilts and putting it above the church, and it's just there now. And it's it looks really weird, but it's apparently really sturdy or it wouldn't be there. So um, I don't know. It's pretty interesting. If you get time, read up about it. So it's a pretty neat-looking building. It is. And I absolutely love skyscrapers. So, you know, uh, when I go to New York City, I'm like the tourist there with the camera looking up at the pit buildings and stuff. But I absolutely love buildings. So with that being said, it is time for our, our guest interview. 
with Mrs. Marketing Mail. And if you don't know her by that, you may know her by Mary Ellen Miller. She is absolutely awesome. If you don't know her, you need to get to know her. Dylan had the chance to talk to her, and I've had the chance to talk to her. And we just had a blast, didn't we, Dylan? We did. She was very prepared. So here we go. Let's talk to Miss Mary Ellen Miller. Hi, Mary Ellen Miller. How are you today? Hey, great. Thanks, Mickey. That is awesome. Guys and gals, today we get to speak with the infamous Marketing Mel. And if you don't know her, by the end of this podcast, you're going to know her because she is amazing. And I've looked up to her the entire time I've been in this business and this journey. Um, she knows how to create a personal brand like no other. And, uh, and I just can't wait. I've been excited about this podcast all week. And, uh, and I've told Dylan this numerous times. I was like, man, we got Marketing Mel on the podcast. This is awesome. So, you know, so I can't wait to see uh, what all you got to say. And uh, I guess let's go ahead and get started. So um, if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and, and, and so on. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate being here with both you, Mickey and Dylan. Great to meet you. Um, I really appreciate the opportunity. As you say, my name is Mary Ellen Miller, but I created a personal brand years ago, which is really, it's um, who you're known by. It's that creation of something that's portable that you take with your, your whole life. And we all know about branding for products, but in a way, there's nothing more important than you yourself as the personal product that moves around. And actually just had experience the other day in a restaurant where a college senior came up to me who was the server at the restaurant and she was like, hey, you're marketing Mel. <laughs> so that's kind of verification that, oh, this personal branding thing must work because that's actually the kind of person that I love to work with as college students. And as you know, Mickey, I've been very involved in, in mentoring college students throughout the years. So uh, that was a fun thing. The way marketing Mel came about, my nickname of Mel was created years ago by a director back in TV news, because that's where I got my start in TV and radio news. And Mary Ellen was just way too long for him to say. So he, he shortened it into Mel and it stuck. And so that's always stuck as my nickname. But that personal brand came about from kind of a, an aha moment that I know you guys like to mention and ask about. And that was when I went to a conference in 2008 in Boston. It was a marketing conference and it was a game changer for me because I realized coming out of that conference that not only did I need to be on LinkedIn, which I was already on, but I was seeing the whole wave of where social media was going. Now that's hard to believe, but if you think about the time frame of 11 years ago, that was pretty big and pretty cutting edge back then to realize, hey, I've got to be on numerous social media channels. And I started by really embracing Twitter back then. And so I created the handle of Marketing Mel and interestingly enough, Twitter, by using that name, gave me the Google juice, you know, the ability to get up there in the search engines just sort of organically at the time, uh, that I was coming out ahead of people like Mel Gibson and really famous actors, Mel. And I thought, well, this must be working, this personal branding thing. And so I kept that handle and always have. And as you know, you've reached out to me uh, many times via my various connections yeah. as marketing Mel. I, I do. And I mean, you know, I think a few years back, I can't remember what years it was. Both of us were in the uh, John City Chamber of Commerce Faith in the Future Awards, if you recall. Yes. Uh, and you've won that award. How many times have you won those awards? It's quite a bit. Oh, it was several. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was like it year was after always year after year. Though. And that's what I really appreciated. I love that it was called Faith in the Future because that was exactly what I was doing, which was staking my faith 
in the future of these students. And I know you met probably most of them, but they've gone on to great success in the communications business. One's in another country right now. One is uh, actually several are working for major, we're talking Fortune 500 companies in communications, sales, marketing, and public relations. And, and that was actually another thing that you had asked me about, which my field has been after starting in broadcasting, then getting into public relations. And uh, it's been my career and I love it. And I just recently got my accreditation in public relations, which is something that I'm a believer in, in terms of lifelong learning. I think it's so important for all of us to be lifelong learners. And there's only 2% of people in my profession have this accreditation. So I think it's really important to get that distinguishing factor. That's kind of another trait of a personal brand. How do you distinguish yourself from the crowd? So by having that APR after my name now, that's something that is, is that uh, element of distinction. So that and, title, that title right there, just for a second, how, mm-hmm. what, what is that? Because some of our listeners might not know what that is. And I know I personally, I know what it is and I don't know if Dylan does, but just for the people who don't do not know what that is, what is that? Sure. Actually, I'm really glad you mentioned that. So that's the highest uh, accreditation within my field of public relations And it's very similar, I think most people have heard of a CPA, right, in accounting, that they've gone on and gotten this field of study where they get their certification and certified public accountant. It's very similar to that. And the idea behind having an accreditation in our field, in our profession, is that a rising tide lifts all boats. So if we get that accreditation, then we want to turn around and try to encourage and help others to get it. But it's a very rigorous process of study. I studied about an hour a day for 14 months to get that. And you go through a panel discussion, which is an oral presentation, and also something like the equivalent of writing a thesis, and then ultimately sit for a three-hour computer-based written exam. So it's a very rigorous process. You actually start a time clock from the time you pay your money to begin the process, and it's a one-year time clock, and it ticks, and you have to have that done at the end of that. So I had started just about two months ahead of that, which is why mine was a 14-month process. But it, it was fantastic. And there's actually a process within that that you learn that you then can apply in the business world. And I think all your listeners would be interested in this. It's called RPI, and that stands for Research, Planning, Implementation, and Evaluation. So that's RPI, Research, Planning, Implementation, Evaluation. And if you think about it, any business process that you're going to use you can use those four tips. And then there's a lot of subcategories underneath those, but just those basic. Sure, before you start anything, you want to do some research. You're going to make a plan. Then how are you going to implement it? And then it's really cyclical because you're going to evaluate it and figure out, okay, how do I do this better next time? Does that I make know, sense? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you just gave me a golden nugget. Of course it makes sense. Yay. <laughs> so Glad to be of help to you. you I saw you taking you, notes there. <laughs> you called that RPI, Research, Implement? Uh, Research, Planning, okay. Implementation, and Evaluation. So okay. it's just R and then pie like you eat. <laughs> that you is. Wow. Dylan, can you believe that? <laughs> that was That's a good one right there. Yeah, yeah I like that. Me too. So... Um, out of everything that you've done, uh, I mean, you have a career that's like, it's, it's a really good career. Um, out of everything you've done in your career, what is one of the toughest decisions that you've had to make? Well, as you well know, I love being an entrepreneur. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I've a, a few years ago, well, I like being an entrepreneur, but my husband doesn't like the somewhat erratic income, shall we say, that goes <laughs> with being an entrepreneur. So I don't know if it was the toughest decision, but it was, it was a little bit challenging to become a full-time contractor just for one client for a period of several years. But the flip side is I really enjoy that work and it's going great. And I figure ultimately I'm an entrepreneur at heart. And um, you just heard, I've already got several business ideas for the, for the next phase out. So, um, but honestly, I've liked every, really enjoyed every phase of my career from, from corporate to ad agency to, uh, I would say my favorite was, of course, being completely on my own when I had the marketing mail business. That was fascinating. Yeah. And I, I, I remember when you did go and do that transition over and everything, I was like, no, she didn't. No, no, yeah, you're, you're <laughs> lying. She's still marketing mail. No, there's no way <laughs> Well, at heart, you're right. <laughs> That's why we're talking about it. <laughs> yeah, so I tried to get all the naysayers out of the way because I just was like, no, that's marketing mail. She's not going to do that. Uh, thank so. you. <laughs> thank you. So I've got a question for you. Sure. What, what advice would you give your 18-year-old self and why? Dylan, I would say savor the relationships. I think sometimes at 18, last track, I see it. My son is actually 16 and already he say, oh, I want to take the college class next year. I don't want to do this and do that. I think at at those ages, you're almost in this rush through life. And now looking back, I'd actually say take a little bit more time, savor relationships. One thing that I did do back then that I'm really thrilled I did was I went to Europe and I studied abroad. And boy, I've never regretted that. And I would say that to anybody. If you have that opportunity in college to go live for a semester or longer abroad, do that for sure. So savor those, savor the relationships. That would be it. <laughs> That sounds great. Uh, you mentioned earlier uh, mentoring. Uh, is that something you would still be open to doing for some college students? Or Absolutely, Dylan. It's something I'm thinking about in kind of the, the next chapter of my business. I would really like to learn more. In fact, if any college students want to reach out to me on social media, actually, I just guest taught at a college just a, a week or two ago, a public relations uh, senior level class at a local college. And I just enjoy that relationship with them so much because they are at the beginning of their career. They are that 18 or 20 year old self. And I, I would like to be able to provide them with assistance as they transition from college on into a career. And since my career is in communications, that would be the, the logical one to be able to help them if they want a, a PR or any type of communications career. So yes. <laughs> that was kind of a long answer of saying I very much enjoy <laughs> mentoring and would like to keep doing it. In fact, I even have an idea. You guys will like this one. I was, I'm going to call it mentoring Mel. That's going to be the mentoring new side branch of marketing Mel is going to be mentoring Mel. <laughs> they would be lucky to have you. Let me tell you. So absolutely. Um, Mel, if you had to choose one Thanks, superhero, one superhero that you could be, <laughs> who would it be and why? It would definitely be Wonder Woman. And <laughs> I, well, She's smart and she's beautiful and she's courageous and all that. So, oh, that's great. And she looks great in her outfit. <laughs> but also, I, all of us, even when we were studying for this accreditation that I mentioned to you, we would, we would pretend we would do the Wonder Woman pose because I'm sure you guys have heard of that, that if you stand like Wonder Woman and you're a woman, it's supposed to raise your testosterone levels before you go into your exam or your public speaking engagement or whatever. 
So we would, we would uh, encourage each other in our study group. Now, remember, stand like Wonder Woman <laughs> before you go in. So <laughs> kind of a fun, fun I reason. I have to say, to that's it. a new one on me. I've never heard of anybody doing that, but that's pretty, pretty nice to know that people <laughs> Our whole study that. group passed. We passed the exam, so... <laughs> There so there you, you heard it. it here first. Do what she just said and you will pass your exam. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Studying a little helps too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so um, I, I already probably know that you're going to have something that's just going to blow my mind, but what is one of your favorite quotes, sayings, or statements that, that you, uh, you like and you kind of live by? Well, and this really ties to Dylan's question of what to ask your 18-year-old self, and it is, it's the one from Mark Twain where he says, 20 years from now, you'll be more disappointed by the things you did not do than by the ones you did do. And that is so true. So I'll give you an example of something I'm about to go do. I'm about to go to Greece. <laughs> awesome. I, <laughs> With my whole family. How long are you going to be gone? We're going to be gone a little over a week. Awesome. But uh, it was a trip through our local chamber. And I saw it come up and I thought, wow, Greece, every time I've ever seen a picture of Greece or heard about Greece, plus it's kind of the origins of our current civilization, right? It's just amazing. And so I thought, I want to go to Greece. <laughs> and so we're going to go. So that, that's an example that I think if we didn't go to Greece, I might have sat around and thought, oh, I wonder what would have happened if we didn't go. So I, and I would encourage others to do the same thing if you're, if you just, think, gee, maybe I should try that. Go ahead and try it. Like you guys podcasting. That's a great example. You thought yeah, about it, you did it. Yeah, we just literally, I think it was a week ago today that we said, hey, well, let's, we, me and Dylan was sitting talking and he's like, I got an expensive uh, microphone. You've got an expensive microphone. Why don't we do something with that? And here it is, Last Minute Podcast was formed. And the reason it's called Last Minute Podcast because it was a last minute thing. Mm -hmm. And it's better, it's better you get something started than nothing. And uh, that's why we did it. So Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm so glad you said that, Mickey. That would be a tip for your listeners as well. It's better to just start and not have it be perfect. You can't wait around for perfection. That's probably not going to happen anyways. But if you just get a start, like uh, years ago when I started a blog, and it was awful in terms of look, looking, but at least I was writing, which is what I do. I'm a communicator. And then after I got into it, I was able to make it look better and prettier and all that. But at least I started somewhere and, and that's what you guys have done as well. And, and who knows? It may really take off. I hope it does. Well, yeah, yeah. Dylan, you got another question for her? Yeah, I was just going to ask her uh, how we can uh, help her business, us and our listeners. Well, really, I would, I would encourage people, especially the college students that I mentioned, to reach out to me. There's so many ways. I have a website, marketingmail.com. I love Twitter, so they can reach out to me there at Marketing Mel. I'm on LinkedIn. I have a Facebook business page. I can certainly check it, but I haven't been using that as much lately, but I do have one. So there's lots of ways to reach me. I'm, Twitter would definitely be my social media channel of preference, so they can find at Marketing Mel there and send me a message and send me an email through my website if they like. But I really want to hear from them, and maybe they could put in the line if they send me an email to be sure to write about like college mentoring or something, so that I know that it's uh, someone that I definitely want to check out the email. And um, I would really like to hear from them so that I can kind of continue to gel and formulate a plan for ways to help college students in the future. Okay, Thank sounds you. great. I'm going to follow you on Twitter myself right now and chat great. you out. Goody. 
Yeah, I, I think I, I'm already following her because I'm awesome like that. Just saying, <laughs> <clears throat> you know. Um, <laughs> so since this is the last minute podcast, do you have any last minute advice or thoughts that you'd like to share with the audience? I do. And you might not like it because it's not really last minute. It's the opposite of your last minute. <laughs> and my tip is to plan ahead. So I think it's really important to set goals and have them be in writing. And here's a tip that a lot of people don't have, but is really helpful for our family is to have a family goal setting and family plan. So we sit down, actually my family sits down for about five minutes every Sunday and plans out the week. And then um, my husband and I, and we get input from my son as well. We go off every January and he and I have like an overnight planning retreat for the family for the year ahead. And I know a lot of us set goals in writing at work, but I think it's really important to do it for your family as well. And you would be amazed how you check those things off. Like everything for us from bathroom renovations to going to Greece, we're doing these things because we talked about it as a family. So that would be my tip too. I, I can know. honestly tell you that I would have never thought of that until just now. So this is another golden nugget from you. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Because when I've mentioned that to other people, I've actually been surprised that they don't do it with their family. Um, so I think that might be another avenue. My husband and I have actually helped our church group in doing that kind of advanced planning. And so maybe that's yet another business venture for the future that we can help other families as well in their planning. I mean, it makes total sense. I mean, why not do that? I mean, you, you plan for your goals, but you, most people just do it for their self or for their business and they don't really do it for the family that I know anyways. So. And they're the most important more the, <laughs> <try that again. laughs> the most important people you have in your life. So we call what just happened to you a mechanism just so you know. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I, I get tongue tied all the time. So, uh, <laughs> But yeah, yeah, your your family is definitely the most important asset that you have, and you definitely should take care of them, and and plan out with them. So I totally agree with that, and I think I'm going to implement that. So you had like you've had so many great ideas, so many things that you wanted to talk about, and I have I don't think I've yet saw anyone that was as prepared as you. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, she's... that kind of goes with my last tip, right? Plan ahead. <laughs> Plan ahead, yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you, you so much. You blew it out of the water. It's been amazing. Yeah, Thank you, you. You were awesome. So, but yeah, so um, I appreciate your time, and I know Dylan does as well, and uh, the audience, and uh, we would love to have you back eventually, and uh, if you'd be open to that, we'll, we'll reach out and do that. But in the okay. meantime, thank you so much for coming on. Great. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow, that was just craziness, craziness. I absolutely loved talking with her, didn't you, Dylan? Oh, yeah. It was uh, my first time getting to talk to Miss Mary Ellen Miller, and very interesting. I look forward to chatting with her some more. Yeah, I mean, she is, I mean, look at the golden nugget. She she told us about the RPI method, and she told us she had a Mary, or not a Mary, but a marketing male scholarship at ATSU. I mean, that is just craziness. So yeah, I, I can't wait to talk to her again and, and get her on here again here soon. Yeah. She says she's looking into doing some more mentorships. So that would be a really good opportunity for some kids out there. Yeah. So if anybody out there is into the PR scene and they want to, you know, get a good, a good connection, uh, marketing mail, she could give you, she could give you some help. So reach out to her with the, uh, the information that she provided. And at this point in time, we're going to ask for audience participation. That's right. 
So if you want to be on our show, or if you want to just say something that you want us to talk about on our show, maybe you want to be educated about something that we know, or maybe you want us to be educated about something you know. We would love for you to give us a call at 423. I always forget this number. Dylan, go for it. 423-788-4305. Or email us directly at questions at lastminutepodcast.com. And we'd love to get, get a hold of that information and see what we can do for you. Or you can also post as a comment on our Facebook page. And it's available at facebook.com forward slash last minute podcast. Well, let's see. What else do we got going on here? Dylan, you got any last minute thoughts? Mm, no, not much has been running through the old brain today. I heard crickets just then is what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for this. Now my computer's hollering at me. <laughs> well, you shouldn't make your computer mad at you, sir. So, uh, <laughs> I don't really think I have anything going on today either. Last minute thoughts wise. Um, you know, I just say, you know, when you're out and about and I, I, I did a little pod or a little video on uh, my Facebook earlier today and I was telling everybody basically just to go out and make Monday the best day or Tuesday the best day that you can. And, uh, when you do that, you, you bring a smile to everybody else's face. If you go out and you be energetic and you just bring that energy, bring that energy to people. So all you've got to do is reach out and say, hi, how are you? And look people in the eye and just the, the one little simple word of just saying hi and, and greeting someone can change someone's day uh, all out. So go out and meet someone new. Go out and say hi to someone new and just see how that feels for you. Look them in the eye. We, we take advantage of this so much. We look at our cell phones day in, day out, and we hardly rather – uh, hardly, hardly ever look people in the eye anymore. So look somebody in the eye and just say, hi, how are you today? And see if that can get that conversation started. So, I mean, I guess that would be a last minute thought for me. Yeah. I would like to also say we do not recommend getting out of your vehicle and poking raccoons with sticks either. Even though yeah, Mickey did it. Yeah. Don't do that now. Yeah. Don't do that. That's not a good idea. I did it because I, well, I did it because of me. Um, so we do not endorse harming any animals either. So do not harm any animals and do not get out and touch any animals. Let the professionals do that. Um, unfortunately, I'm not a professional and I abide by my own rules only. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, those people in their cars that was watching me do this was laughing. I mean, they're sitting here looking, Hey, look at this big fat guy over here poking this raccoon with a stick. What's he going to do when that thing runs? I want to see him get attacked. I, I bet 90% of them had their video cameras going like, we're just waiting on this raccoon to jump on his face. That would have been hilarious, but bad at the same time. Not just for me, but for the raccoon, because, well, I won't go why. So, but uh, it would have been bad. <laughs> but it would have been funny. I would actually like to see the video if that happened. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you do today? I got attacked by a raccoon. What'd you do? Bull, you didn't. Oh, look at these scars, buddy. I'm going to get a rabies shot. You get attacked by a raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> well, no more attacking raccoons, man. No more attacking <laughs> raccoons. And pa, I hope that little guy's okay. Guys and gals, we've had a blast on here today with you all, and I hope you've had a blast as well. If you need anything, like I said, anything, if you want to talk, if you want to give us some advice, if you want to just have something to be said on this show, 
please, by all means, let us know. You can find us available on eight different uh, podcast brands around the nation from Apple Podcasts to Spotify, uh, Spotify and uh, uh, there's quite a few others, uh, Google Play, and so on. But anyways, we want to hear from you. So like I said, Dylan, we're just going to give you that phone number one more time, and then I'll give you the email. It is area code 423-788-4305. And I'm going to put a little intriguing thing on here. The first person that calls that number, I will give you a $10 gift certificate to Luke's Pizza in Johnson City, Tennessee. So if you want to call that and get a $10 uh, gift certificate, the first one that calls that, I'll give you a $10 uh, gift certificate. Or you can email us at questions at lastminutepodcast.com questions at lastminutepodcast.com we've had a blast talking with you look forward to talking with you soon again and we'll talk to you later oh one last note oh. to qualify for that free gift certificate you must leave a voicemail with your name and contact information we will not share it we promise he's always got to be the lawyer <laughs> all right anyways <laughs> thanks for looking out for us Dylan. appreciate yeah. it somebody's got to right yeah <laughs> that only goes for the first person i might as well say that too um so <laughs> anyways you all have a good night we wish you the best and we'll talk to you soon see you see you <laughs>